There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. All about it here shortly. Brad Pitt and Gwyneth Paltrow. Now, here's a couple that still loves each other. They talk about it. Yeah. Get to that here shortly. But first, we say we begin this hour's e-news with Amber Heard this morning. I think um, I'm going to have to sit down and watch this entire interview on Friday. I didn't watch much of the trial because I just found it all to be quite unfortunate sad yes and but this looks like it's gonna be something so there is a clip from the interview that amber did with savannah guthrie the entire thing is running on dateline tomorrow night you're getting clips uh they ran some yesterday and you'll get some more this morning on the today show and at one point savannah asks amber in the in his closing arguments johnny's lawyer called your testimony the performance of a lifetime and said you were acting. What do you say to that? The Depp lawyer called your testimony the performance of a lifetime and said you were acting. What do you say to that? Says the lawyer for the man who convinced the world he had scissors for fingers. I'm the performer. I had listened to weeks of testimony insinuating that or saying quite directly that, you know, I'm a terrible actress. So... I'm a bit confused how I could be both. Well, you can act, you can be acting and just be really bad at it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kind of accusing her of being acting. How long is so, it? Is this a, just an hour interview? Or I think is it so. one of those like big, long, drawn out two hour thingies? I think I heard it was an, just hour. an hour. Yeah. I already have the DVR set because I just, I'm like you, I can't not watch it. And if, if you, you aren't familiar with what she was referring to, 30 years ago, Johnny Depp started a movie called Edward Scissorhands where he actually had scissors for hands. So that was the reference. And this clip is going viral. Um, yeah, but I think people knew that he was acting in that one. Right. I, I don't think that they really <laughs> believed that he had scissors for hands. What do you mean? But you must be a very good actor to convince people that those scissors yeah. are your hands. Well, there might have been a handful of people who said, now, that's great that they cast someone who has scissors for hands. Right. 
That was a messed up movie, though. I don't even oh, it remember really it. I don't remember um, anything it about it other than him trimming it bushes. It was really dark and yeah. really messed up. And remember, the mom would go up to the castle, and that's where he was. And then she brought him to live in the neighborhood. It was messed up. Yeah, I really. But then when he started trimming the bushes, everyone started to. Everyone's like, like, I want one. But it was all about like the house. It's like they lived in like one of those like cookie cutter neighborhoods. What was the message of the movie? I don't know. (laughs) Don't judge people by their appearances. Would not not judge people by their appearances. I mean, was it, was there, was there supposed to be some sort of. I have no idea. Lesson about acceptance, kind of. Maybe, yeah. Everybody has a gift, kind of. I just remember. Parts of it, like I remember the the one girl, Winona Ryder, was in it, right? Or somebody was. That and sounds she, right. Yeah. And she cried, and he took a scissor finger and like got the tear and was like, <laughs> "Forgot about what that. is this? It was so weird." I don't know what the message was. It was just lost. Yeah. I was young. <laughs> well, in other e-news this morning, uh, 1990s couple Brad Pitt and Gwyneth Paltrow sat down together recently, and they told each other. That they still love each other so much. It's really funny because when I remember when the two of them were together and engaged, they looked alike. Like they had the same hair. They wore the same outfits. It seemed like they were always matching. That was part of their thing, though, yeah. wasn't it, at the yeah. time? Like they both, because he had that blonde hair from Legends of the Fall yeah. during that time. And she was really blonde, too. Yeah, they were the A-list couple in the 1990s. And, uh, you know, a lot has happened since then. Uh, uh, but I guess they're, you know, despite their friendship and despite their love for each other, they're not getting back together like Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. Uh, But I will tell you that Brad told Gwyneth that she and her father, Bruce Paltrow, sanded off his sort of rough country edges back then and (laughs) tickled his luxury gene, as he put it. Uh And they talked about... Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. About their failed engagement back in the day. Yeah, they were all set to walk the, walk down the aisle and get married. And, and uh, They Brad- talk about why they broke up. I don't remember why they broke up. Uh, Brad noted that everything works out in the end, and Gwyneth adding that she finally found the Brad she was supposed to marry, and that's her husband, Brad Falchuk. Uh, it worked out a bit better for her. Brad, of course, just went through a divorce. But Brad and Gwyneth, they were together from 1994 to 1997 when they ended their engagement, and that was actually really tough on Gwyneth's father, Bruce, because Brad and Bruce had really bonded over those mm. years. And so that was tough for him uh the interview was for goop and they're hyping a father's day guide which includes a two thousand two hundred and fifty dollar button down cashmere shirt that oh, nice. brad had a hand in creating what 
That's fancy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I cannot. I wonder how many of those they sell. When they have items like that in these magazines, you know, do they sell five of them or are they selling thousands? They sell out. They only make 500, yeah, but then they say, sell out. I was going to say, I don't think out. that, yeah, they yeah. make that many of them. Hmm. All mm. right. Well, we'll take a break here because we got some other things to talk about, including, and this is not a joke, a real-life squid game. Tell you all about it coming up. But first, let's check the roads. We got Denise Johnson here now with your latest Q102 traffic. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. When it comes to windows, doors, roofing, siding, and gutters, I'm a fan of Universal Windows Direct. And right now, you can get $250 off entry and patio doors. Check out uwdsouthwestohio.com or call 513-755-1800. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. A new study found that staring at yourself during Zoom calls can put you in a bad mood. (laughs) (laughs) You know what else uh, about Zoom calls put you in a bad mood? Being on Zoom calls. (laughs) Since stocks are all down, I saw that CNN suggested investing in baseball cards. Did you hear this? Yeah, I guess their chief financial strategist is a 10-year-old from 1986. (laughs) Then to battle rising food prices, they recommend eating the gum inside the pack of baseball cards. Mick Jagger announced he tested positive for the coronavirus, and Keith Richards announced that's the only thing he's tested negative for. (laughs) House Speaker Nancy Pelosi over the weekend appeared on an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. Either that, or she didn't, and that person should win. Six forty. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q one hundred two. Excessive heat warnings still hot out there. High of ninety six today. Feels like temperatures up around one hundred ten again. Nice and toasty. And right now it is seventy five at Cincinnati's Q one hundred two. Uh, by the way, the first part of Stranger Things season four mm-hmm. is now Netflix's. Most watched English language series with 781 million hours watched. That's how they measure it. In, wow. That is so, that music is world. so creepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is number two on the overall list for both English and non-English shows behind only Squid Game, which has 1.6 billion hours. Which is crazy. Yeah. So... I don't think a lot of people... I did not watch Squid Game just because it did not sound like a fun time. Tim and I watched it. <laughs> I watched it in the first couple episodes. I I did not want to watch anymore. Yeah. I was uncomfortable and it didn't put me in a great space, but it had hooked me because Sucked I right wanted in. to know the answer to why this was all happening. Right. And I ended up watching all of it. I couldn't I, watch it before bed because it's, oh, it's God, pretty no. violent. No. Did you feel good about it at the end? Like, at the end, did you feel um, a certain did, sense of satisfaction? Like, yeah, yeah sort of, but I didn't. I did feel better than at the first couple episodes. I didn't. I still, I was, I felt, like, lost. Like, why did I watch this and ruin my life? <laughs> well, this could be fun for you. Netflix is creating a real-life Squid Game competition show that they're hyping as the biggest reality competition ever. Squid Game The Challenge. 456 players competing in a series of games for the chance to win $4.56 million. Hmm. Numbers are notable because there were also 456 players on the fictional show 
And the total prize in South Korean currency was 45.6 billion won. Oh, I see. I thought that was a random number. Yeah, so that's a little more than 38 million in U.S. money. Hmm. So Dang. Netflix is claiming the 4.56 million payout for the new show is the largest lump sum cash prize TV history. So not a lot of details on how the show's going to work other than that it will be a massive competition and social experiment and supposedly no one is going to die. That is the hope. Supposedly. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's terrible. But you can actually apply if you're interested at squidgamecasting.com. No, Hmm. thank you. (laughs) Think you want to pass? I don't even know if I can watch the reality show. Plus all the stuff they say about the second Squid Game. They say it's supposed to be worse than the first one. Even more disturbing than the other one. Uh, Okay, it's hard to resist the urge to buy concert tickets immediately after they go on sale because you really want to see the act and you don't want the tickets to sell out. But that may not be the best approach. Finance Buzz has a new report which investigated price patterns on the secondary market through StubHub, SeatGeek, and Vivid Seats. And they looked at tens of thousands of ticket purchases and made some interesting observations. Basically, they say it's, it, it pays to wait. Concert goers end up spending 33% less than average on tickets when, when they buy them on the day of the concert. Huh. And they spend 27% less than average if they buy the concert tickets the day before the concert. And for music festivals, they found the best time to buy passes was just under two weeks before the festival because prices were like 30% below average about 13 days before the festival started. And 24% below average, 12 days out. Hmm. I don't like waiting, though. I want to know where I'm sitting. I want to plan the whole thing. Right. But the markups on those secondhand tickets are sometimes just insane. Ridiculous. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, crazy. And that's, you know, that's it for me. It's like, I if I can't get really good seats, I don't want to go. Yeah, it may feel stressful to wait until the last minute, which is why people spend so much money. But according to this report, 25% of the concert and festival tickets that are sold on the resale market are bought in the final week leading up to the event. They're waiting it out. Mm-hmm. Looking for the bargains. Yeah. Good luck. That's where they find them, yeah. It's risky. It's very it's a risky. Gamble. But it does feel like every time that I've sold... Tickets, it's at the last minute that somebody finally swoops in and grabs them. Yeah. Now, do you bargain basement them, like, or do you? Um, no, I don't until I'm like till maybe the day before, and then I'm like, well, crap, they're not. So-. Usually, what happened because I had to do this with my Guns and Roses tickets that I bought last year. Okay. I bought tickets in the pit for Guns and Roses, Whoa. and I was so excited. Yeah, but it were was, they resales or were they? When I bought them, there were resales, so I already paid a stupid amount for them. And I just wanted to get my money back. You know, I wasn't looking to. So I was selling them for what I paid paid for them. Still taking a hit because that didn't include all of the fees and all that crap that goes on top of it. And I ended up getting half. Oh, Uh, that's the worst. So that really sucked. Oh, that is the worst. Yeah. So when you put those tickets on sale, like were you 
in competition with a lot of other similar seats or similar Yeah, spots. there were a handful. There were a handful. And so and I ended up just pricing them where those were. I remember that we couldn't go to the Who concert, but there were so many people that were literally just giving them away because they couldn't go at the last minute. And they're like, I, I don't even like, I, you don't even have to pay me. I just don't want them to go to waste. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they're that probably never going to come back again. Right. At this age, especially after, you know, what happened and the amount of time that it passed since sure. the sure. one before that. Sure, sure. All right. Anything else on the E! News front? No, I think that's it for now. Yeah, we got a lot to do today, so we're going to get right to it. Coming up, three headlines, two fake, one real. Guess the real headline and win. I forgot what the prize we're is. We're going to give you tickets to go see Rachel Hollis, and you're going to go to Coney Island. That's right. So that's coming up next. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. In the meantime, let's check the roads once again. Denise Johnson has your latest traffic. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.